Welcome to the Next, Next Up, up Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I fucking saw. <laughs> you know what? Keep that. We're rolling with that still. Keep that All still. Right. Okay. So we're back. Today's another episode. We're going to be talking about money. Money, dollar bills. Yes, yes sir. sir. Dollar, dollar, dollar bills, yo. So we have a lot of different things that we want to talk about on money. It's, it's not just making money and becoming rich. Um, it's following your passion, choosing something that you love over a job that could potentially make you a lot of money. It's um, building wealth rather than just making a paycheck. Um, it's education and how far does ed- how much does education correlate with making money. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. And then, I don't know. I'm going to think of a random pop culture thing <laughs> to tie this into. We'll see like where it takes us. Yeah. It's a long road that we're about to so, work on. Let's get right into the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the first thing I want to ask you guys is um, how important is finding something that you're passionate about versus going into a field that could potentially make you money? Um, I'll start. Me personally, I think just as like a person who would consider myself an artist, obviously like it's really hard to make money as like an artist or a creator or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of like thrown myself into the deep end and just like been like, it's going to be hard to make money, <laughs> but yeah. I'll figure it out. So I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, it does in a way I, I was going to ask you, um, unless no, so you want to touch on this? Um, I guess like for me, it's like from a different perspective. So like we could like stay more on art for a bit and okay. then I'll talk tech like a bit after. Okay. Uh, for me, this like, for me, I, I, I'm similar to Ben, like, I went to Ryerson for business because I was always really good at business and my family knew I could make money going into business, but I always wanted to make music. So um, I dropped out of Ryerson to go to a music school. And then from there, my life has kind of maneuvered. Um, a question I was going to ask Ben is like, yeah, I could have stayed in Ryerson and probably become an accountant because I had a 96 in accounting almost every year I did accounting I was like top of my class but I left and I ended up going to school and working part-time minimum wage to do something that I love so I was gonna ask like is that something you would do because not a lot of people would do that and not a lot of parents would allow their kids to do that Mm -hmm. um I mean, I dropped out too, but <laughs> I that, that just runs in the family. Yeah, yeah. of Ryerson. Um, yeah, Matthew, don't I, go to Ryerson. Yeah, exactly. yeah bad luck. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, at this at this point in my life, I think dropping out was like the right decision, and like making money right now is more important than than not even. Like, I don't know. What was your question? I don't know where I was going with that. It's like, it's kind of like, as an artist, you have to like, be willing to grind and like, 
Like when I was going to music school, I was going to class nine till three, and then I had work at four. So I had to like leave school right away. I couldn't party with any of the people that would go to party. Like it was, that wasn't important to me. It was like literally you're locked into the grind, and like that's a sacrifice you have to make. Yeah, but it it kind of I guess fuels what you want to do. Like you working that part time job, like made you the money to buy your first like set of musical equipment or whatever for or a, sure. a next level of music equipment and i think for me once i dropped out like i was like okay now that i'm not paying for school i can spend my money on what like things that will actually like progress my artistic career like Facts. i could like buy a new light or buy a microphone or buy like a new camera lens something like that and the thing is like when i feel like when you're you're half a foot in it's like, for example, look at these three microphones. When I was at um, Ryerson, the one I'm using, which probably, if you can notice, sounds a bit worse. And um, now that I left, I can afford to buy two better microphones because I'm not using m- most of my money on something that is not productive to what I want to do in my life. Mm-hmm. Like For a while, I wanted to make a podcast, so I saved the money to buy microphones i don't have to worry about what my tuition is Mm -hmm. to see if i can spend that money on the microphones i can just buy it because that's my only focus and i feel like a lot of people try to chase their dreams but they only put half a foot in or they only go half of the way and then they stop and they were so close to opening that door to unlocking the next level of their career and i don't know it's just like you have to you have to have the drive to want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think for some people also that has to do with like pressure from like external like factors like, like whether it be parents, yeah, or like family members who like are like you have to go to school, you have to get this degree. Well, and yeah, yeah, you can touch on that because that kind of happened to you. <laughs> if you want to talk about it, yeah. Uh, basically. Me and my dad actually just talked about this the other day. Like, uh, we went out to eat and and everything. We were talking money, which is funny because that's what this episode's about. I didn't um, get an invite, by the way. Which is, I you, was... I actually, I'll, I'll pull up the text right now. I got it. Okay, okay. Uh, I was talking to dad. I was Cap like, alert! No, 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 no. no. He didn't get an invite, but I was because um, where is <laughs> this it? guy really has the text open? <laughs> <laughs> but what's it called? I was like, I was like, um, he's like, I got nothing going on. Maybe we can get Jessica to get something. And then I was asking what time is Ben done work? And he said 830. Okay. So then I was like, all right, you're not going to be able to come because we were going for lunch. It was 630 that day because I came home and I called dad. I was like, where are you? He was like, (laughs) "Um, with Marcus. Marcus, He was like coming home from from being with you. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were at work, so yeah. I was gonna I like I didn't forget you. You know, Matthew <laughs> Matthew's in um Branford right now, so I couldn't invite him. You were at work, Jessica had a migraine, so it was just me and dad. But fair enough. Fair anyways, enough. what was that? Oh we talked about this exact thing. Um basically if you guys forgot, like I guess sidetracked a lot. So we were talking about um external f- uh pressures in um wanting to go to like forcing you to do something that you don't want to do. Um, so I was in Ryerson and um, 
I had a 96 in accounting at Ryerson. I got one question wrong, wrong on the exam. Like, I was bodying it. But I love making music. So I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. So I told my mom. My mom was like, uh, you still have to go to school. If you don't want to go to um, business school, you have to go to music school. And I was like, all right, I guess that's fair. Um, and I was still like on the fence if, if I should drop out because I just finished the first semester. Um, I told my dad and he was like, you think you're Dr. Dre? You're going to start making beats? You think you're Dr. Dre? And I was just like, bro, there's no support. But I was like, I don't care. I'm dropping out. That made me want to drop out even more. Mm-hmm. And then um, I visited my uncle who was in the hospital at the time. And um, he he passed away now. But um, he said, life is short, basically. And you have to do what you love in life. And ever since that day, like, I'm never turning back. Like, that's just like no half foot in. It's just full on. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I guess I got blessed in a way that I had an external factor pushing me. But I also, I'm also a very stubborn person. So if somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm going to do it for sure. So even though my dad told me I can't do it, I was going to do it regardless, but my uncle also was very accepting of what I wanted to do. And that pushed me to get to the place I I am today, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that that kind of paved the way for me. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Because... Yeah, when I went tell your story about how you dropped out. Because when, when I heard day. it, I was salty. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was you got the salty. support you did get. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much because because Marcus was so s- successful in what he's like accomplished now. When I said that I wanted to drop out, both of my parents were like, "Okay, as long as you have the drive to be as successful as hardworking as your brother, you have our full support." And that was pretty much the end of it. I told I told them I told them <laughs> after my after my first semester of second year at Ryerson, I told them that I was I was thinking of dropping out. And then in March, when when school got canceled, I was like, for sure, if school is online next year, I'm not going back. Mm. School is online, not going back. Yeah. And that was the end of it. I just started working. And I'm getting like full time hours, <laughs> and that's that's about it right now. That's just like fueling what I want to do right now. That's how you have to do it. I feel like another thing. Uh, me and you actually talked about this a bit. Um, I was in Ryerson, and um, I couldn't afford all the gear that I wanted, so I had a sh- a shitty interface. I had this mic. This mic's not bad. It's about two hundred dollars, but it's not for recording like vocals on an actual song it's for you could perform with this mic or you could like i guess you could do a podcast but i still wouldn't even like this is not like your first choice mic it's like a cheaper option right um we talked about um when you're getting your setup i guess you can you can join in on this too no so it's like would you rather get something that can hold you down for that moment or something that will sustain you over the whole lifetime of you doing that endeavor for me is like i chose the route of some get something that holds me down because like for me it was streaming 
I didn't stream for a long time when I could have, like when I had less lower quality things, but I would never settle for like an in-between thing, like a stopgap thing where it's like, okay, this webcam, yeah, right now it's 50 bucks and you can get a webcam for 10 bucks. But if I get the webcam for 10 bucks, I'm still going to have to replace it anyway. Mm-hmm. And like, and it could break, it could be faulty. Like things are cheap usually for a reason. And it's like a lower quality material that won't last as long. So I could spend $10 three times. Then I'm like, well, I already spent 30. If I just put 20 more, I already have the better product. Mm-hmm. And I have like, I would have the better experience the whole time. Or if I, the Elgato, I was, I think that's the only thing I even cheaped out on the Elgato. It was because I didn't get the 4K Pro one because they just didn't have it on sale. It wasn't even because I didn't want to get it. It was just because they didn't have it on sale and it was like the beginning of quarantine. So it was like, not sure when the next time I was going to get it was. I'm like, I'm not going to let this one thing hold me back. So I was like, I'll settle there. But then I I don't see a point in going halfway. Like, just like with the way you guys, it, halfway doesn't really cut it for anything. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in like school, if I'm doing school halfway, then I'm not going to really get where I want to get with it if I'm chasing an endeavor I strive to pursue in the future I'm not going to go halfway on it because if I go halfway on three different things you could go nowhere with them I could be like for you you're accounting if you don't love accounting like my dad does accounting he I can tell he loves it like that that setting he's in is perfect for him because he's a guy who doesn't want to talk to people like he's to himself the numbers in him like they just mesh yeah he loves like the mathematics of it he's like everything about it just like meshes with his personality but i can't do that not that i'm not good at math i'm great at math but for me i need an interaction and that's why computers are like for me the same thing because computers is like i'm interacting with something we're getting them to the point where like computers are a brain in a sense i'm interacting with something and i'm getting like results it's not the same like task over and over again it repeats itself which is like what that is and i if you understand that i see no point in chasing i guess financial security over like taking a chance because at the end of the day there was um, a guidance counselor we had. I never even had him as a guidance counselor. It just so happened that we, we would talk to him. Is that one Mr. Of, Lang? Yeah, Mr. Lang. Because he's just a, one of the few black teachers that we had in like, the school. Yeah. So we were talking to him. And he, he told us one thing. He's like, I went to school for accounting. I, I got a really good paying job. And I did it for like a few years. But he's like, I didn't care. Like, and he, he just stopped doing it. And now for fun, he works. Like He's like, you can... You can make money from anything in this world. We have basketball players who 50 years ago used to make Mm $5,000. LeBron James gets paid like $33 million a year now. Like You could make any amount of money you want from whatever you want to do in this day and age. I really believe that. And the model of getting a degree for financial security, I don't believe in that anymore. Because you can't even just do one job anymore. Imagine you you would do it in a job you don't like. Then they tell you you have to invest alongside that. <laughs> yeah. So you're already doing something you hate for nine hours a day. 
you go home, then you have to do something you may not really want to do, but you kind of need to do. Then they'll be like, okay, you not only maybe you need like a little side hustle too. So you're already doing like side hustle that's optional, but like, you know, you want financial security, you might do it. It may not be the thing you love to do the most, but like, you know, everyone, there's compromise everywhere. Then you have to invest. Investing is time consuming. It can be a lot. Even if you do like it, it's like, it's already a lot on its own. But if you're interested, like that's one thing. Thanks. But those two things added on nine hours, five days a week of a job you hate, that's pointless. <laughs> like, I don't see a point in living that life at that point. Because wh- what are you really seeking? Like, at that, like if you're doing three things, you, one thing you hate and two things you do for necessity, and you, you're, you're not like satisfied with what you're doing, you're wasting your time. You know what's crazy? This is kind of off the topic of what you're saying, which I 100% agree with you. And I'm going to bring it back to um, your gear in a second. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to say is like um, studies say that now, like back in the day, like our parents, if they wanted to be middle class, they would just have to work a job. Like you could be a yeah. teacher mm-hmm. and you're middle class. But now if you want to be middle class, you have to be a teacher and invest your money yeah. just to stay middle class. They used, I, I think, I think it was the rich people invest back in the day, and now the middle class people invest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like when I actually learned about that, I was like, "Damn, like that's actually crazy." You need to actually invest your money just to be average, because the thing is, uh, I'll explain what passive income is. Passive income is money that you make from not doing anything. So if I have my money in the stock market, let's say I buy Coke and it costs $50, which is a fact it actually costs 50 USD because I do my research. But um, <laughs> so I buy one stock of Coke, costs $50. In a year, it goes up 7%. So now I have even more money and I didn't do anything. I just bought the Coke a year ago. And now I have 7% more money. I'm not going to do the math on the spot because I'm not trying to fuck it up and hear you guys in the comments or in my DMs. <laughs> that math doesn't matter. No, I don't care. I, I pulled out my calculator and you're on the podcast. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going to see what 7% is. <laughs> We're like, what? It's what? 54 and a half percent or something like that. I mean, 54. Because it'd be 14% of 100. So it'd be like. It's $53.50. Yeah. That's what you would have in one year if you bought one share of Coke. But anyways, you would probably buy more shares theoretically, blah, 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 and they pay you a dividend. So you would have more money than that. You'd actually have that plus $1.64. Because like I said, I do my homework and they pay a, uh, they pay $0.41 cents every every quarter, which is every three months. But anyways, sidetrack. You need to have that your money that you're not using grow just so you can buy a house. A house in Toronto on the cheap side is a million dollars now. Yeah, it's average what? Like one2 something yeah. like that something you're crazy. not making a million dollars a year <laughs> <laughs> you? you're you're very if you have an amazing a principal is making a hundred thousand dollars a year yeah the top public jobs you're making like two hundred thousand mm-hmm. yeah so you're you're not just gonna have the money for of course you can get a mortgage probably but like you're gonna be broke like every paycheck it's literally gonna be your mortgage your groceries and your bills and then you have no extra money um, let's bring this all the way back. I know I, I got off track because I love talking <laughs> yeah. about money. Uh, I want to bring it to gear. Um, I agree with Nosa. Unfortunately, in the beginning, I couldn't do that because 
like I said, I was halfway in, halfway out, and I still wanted to pursue my passion. But once I was done, I went to school and I had a teacher who literally was like, this is the best interface you can get for recording at home. It's an interface that resembles a studio console. I waited, saved all my money, got that one. Then he's like, this is the microphone that resembles 20 different microphones. It it records flat. And then through the computer, through technology, you can uh, basically choose which microphone you want it to sound like. So I got that microphone. Then after he's like, this is called the Chaotica Eyeball. And he's like, when you record into this, it makes the room sound like you're in a studio. So I bought that. So all the gear I started buying was expensive. But in the long run, it made my cheap setup. Well, not cheap because it was still expensive. It was more expensive than a regular home studio, but it's way cheaper than an actual recording studio, but it has the same quality. So I invested in stuff that's high level that you would basically need to save for for a while rather than just getting a bunch of mid-level equipment that is going to hold you down for the moment, but you're going to progress past it. And I feel like I'm still yet to progress to my equipment right now because it's at such a high level it's literally there's no higher level technically unless you're in an actual recording studio yeah i feel like for me with my camera gear i kind of did that as well i didn't i didn't go right at the bottom level of like camera gear but i guess i put myself at like the intermediate level but with with camera stuff it's a little bit different because a lot of the times it's how you use it rather than what gear you have. Mm-hmm. Obviously with like lenses and different stuff like that, it's the more expensive. They're obviously way better. So like my lenses are more expensive than my camera body. I bought um, the camera body I have is like 700 or something like that. So it's like 500 US or something. So it's like a mid-level camera setup. But I don't know. I'm I'm not at the point where I've progressed past that. So I guess when that point comes, I will have to upgrade. But who knows how long that's going to take. And there's there's nothing wrong with either either way because everybody has to start somewhere for them to even try it. Like if the first microphone I had when I was in like grade 10 was 1999 and it came with a stand so that mic's not even worth that much money <laughs> so like that mic was probably a 10 dollar microphone it's trash i will never record on that microphone i will probably never record on this the only reason i'm recording on this microphone is because we wanted to see the sound quality of it compared to my actual studio microphone uh but i'm probably gonna get another one of those microphones just because I enjoy having the quality over the financials, like safety, like, oh, I saved this much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if if you really care about something, it's not about how much it costs. Like when you think about your family, when you think about your friends, it's you're not thinking about money. It's things you care about. When you think about your passions, it should be in that same light, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I think like the best way to put it out is like, your passion is representative of yourself. And if you want to do something like if, yeah, like if you want to do something, you could start it out cheap. Like my streaming setup is better than a lot of people who have, I've seen with like 500, 1000 people coming into the streams every single time they stream. Yeah. But like, 
they're upgrading to where I'm getting eventually. So they even understood at a certain point, they can't shorten themselves because when you like go short on your, your passion, you're shorting yourself. You're not shorting anybody else. Like the only person you're really like holding back is you because this is something you love doing. This is something you could possibly do for a career. And then if you don't push the boundaries in which you could do it, because everyone pushes the boundaries, like people, like you said, people will buy a house. They'll push the boundaries for like the comfort they desire. They'll push the boundary for like all these other things that society puts out. And then they'll do a job that they don't just like to do that. But no one ever, like we didn't, we haven't made it normal yet to push the boundaries on what you can do, like what fields you can explore. And yeah. because like every, in Canada, there's a, 99% rate of like post-secondary like um, participation where it's like everyone either gets an apprenticeship, goes to college, university, or like some like work placement type thing. So pretty much everyone who finishes high school does one of those things. None of which is, oh, did you ever explore? Like, oh, you ever try gaming, like streaming? That's yeah. everyone would be like, what kind of joke is that? Like, yeah, what are you streaming? Like, or you... even like traveling. Yeah. Like, I feel like every every student or everybody doing a post secondary like option never like is always like, I want to travel. That's what I want to do. But nobody yeah. ever does it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think it's like, for me, I was fortunate because I did do it, but I did it after the first program I took after high school, which was journalism. But then I'm Nigerian. Like, I'm born there. I have a passport and everything. So I went back without my direct family. I just went back. I lived with my my aunts and uh, uncle-in-law and stuff like that and their children. I just lived there for about a year. And when I was there, I got, there's a perception of how everything we perceive it to be. Like, when you go into a program, I went into journalism thinking, okay, like, you could educate the world. You can... Like, this is the way to do it. Like, this is the model they already set up. And I have to go into this model to tell people the experiences that I have or the knowledge that I have and help people out. And I'm like, okay, this is how you do it. Okay, I'm going to go. I go to school for it. Then we're doing all the technical stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm good at the camera work. I'm good with the storytelling. Like, you know, we, I could write a article. Yeah. But then it gets to a certain point. And... In Canada, I'd say, like, a lot of us are really oblivious to it, which is, like, a great why we have this podcast, because there's, like, political boundaries within media, which we don't explore. And I'm not even saying from, like, one side or the other. Every story people read nowadays is politicized for your personal view. If you want to believe that this story went this way, there's an article for that. If you want to believe a story went the other way, there's an article for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that's not journalism. Like when I was in journalism, we literally looked at the history going back to, I think it was Socrates where they're like showing the fundamentals of why journalists are important because you're like there to hold the government accountable. You tell the truth of the system so that the system's held accountable. So the system always does what it's supposed to do for the people. And I feel like in this point in time, journalism has crumbled because it doesn't. Yeah, there's like Edward Snowden, but like he's 
residing in Russia because he can't even stay in the United mm-hmm. States for actually doing like something journalistic. Like, and he's not even a journalist. He's just a guy who worked for the NSA and released these things to journalists and he's on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the journalist didn't even like tell the full story. He has to like tell the story himself because, Hey, you go to this, Oh, well, sorry. Like the person that pays our paycheck, they they don't want to have this out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks. So I went to Nigeria and it's like, that was my eye opening for seeing that because you live here and you like, you see it and you're like, uh, you don't really look at it, but then you go somewhere else. And sometimes you hear stories that sound so outlandish, but then you're like, wait, this happens. We're in Canada too. This happens in America. I'm why do you think at- that is? Hmm? Why do you think that is? Hey, it makes it honestly. It makes money to tell the story how people want to hear it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just being honest, like BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is like I I don't know. I know people who like will use BuzzFeed as like a reliable reliable source of information. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you ever used a BuzzFeed article in my program, our teacher would laugh in your face. Like dead ass, like they'd laugh in your face, like BuzzFeed, like th- like like they'd laugh in your face for most like pretty large resources, but BuzzFeed is like and but like there's a group of people who genuinely think that's great news. Yeah, because it's it's marketed to it's marketed to young people. To be honest, it really is, and it's like the cool thing to use. I I don't really know that much about BuzzFeed. I know. Have you used BuzzFeed? Just like the YouTube videos. Like sure. I, don't, I don't. I think Jessica used to watch BuzzFeed a bit, but like I don't really know that much about. The only thing I know about BuzzFeed is like when they show you like those life hacks of like <laughs> how to properly. I don't know, like you know when, oh, when yeah, people yeah, first yeah. found out yeah, that yeah, in the pop can you can would turn the, the thing. straw. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of BuzzFeed. Like, but like I could see how they could be spinning like fake news around yeah or even crazy enough because there's no news sound that... like donald trump but... <laughs> <laughs> but um like vox is another one vox is like and mind you like these are news sources that i will go to from time to time vox has some of the information that i have for later that's where i found it up from uh netflix special they made but they definitely have super left-leaning like you could trace the, it's catered to a certain audience. Yeah, like it, like sometimes it. they tell facts, and you're looking yeah. at it and like that's not a fact. Like you use the fact to portray an opinion and portray it as a fact. Um, I guess a good example would be, um, let me see, uh, for the environment, and it's weird because I I would like to hear your opinion on this, but like this for like a whole different podcast, it'd All be right. like um on veganism. <laughs> on why every single person on earth needs to go vegan for the environment. And I'm like, no, yeah, that's no. not how I, it works. I don't even believe in that. I stopped eating beef for beef farming, but like, that's a personal choice of mine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, honestly, it goes down to this. What's going to stop people from, because we just use that as like a way to cover up for human nature. We say, oh, like cattle farming is so inhumane, this blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Who's to say we won't do that with plants? We already do a radical like avocado harvesting. 
where That's they actually very true. Like these things never change from industry to industry. We just want to always point out a bad guy because like that's the end thing. It's in like not to say like there's anything wrong with being vegan or anything. Like if that's your choice, that's your choice. Like for me personally, I don't even really like pork. I eat beef sometimes, but chicken is usually my meat of preference. And if I really like sometimes for multiple months I cut out pork and cattle. Not even for humane reasons, just just for yourself. Yeah, mm. just not, I, not. It's not my preference. Saves you a couple dollars. <laughs> 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 but like, honestly, but like, I'll see things like that. But then they'll portray it as fact because they'll leave out. They'll say all the O two emissions in the cattle industry. They'll put out all the water that we're wasting in that industry. But we never look at like, hey, like let's hold ourselves accountable as people. Every way we harp mass harvest things, we do it very poorly. That's kind of like last episode that we talked about. Like, we're always quick to point the finger at other people for things that we personally do wrong. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, these news sources and the craziest fact of just journalism is like, you just learn like 33, it's like around most credible news sources that everyone goes to. 30 to 40% of their information is factually correct. Only 33? Only 33. Jeez. So every time you go into a news station and say, studies say, it doesn't tell you what kind of study, how credible mm-hmm. the study is. And why again is that? Oh, it makes money. Studies mm-hmm. say that um, people who drink milk have a higher rate, rates of cancer. <laughs> I'm not even that's that's a real study, and then when you look into facts, oh no, it's not a fact. Oh, I was about to say, (laughs) I don't drink milk either. (laughs) Like you say, I I hate milk personally. I I don't like milk, but um, you gotta have another another podcast just on like nutrition. (laughs) No stats. Oh, stats are very misleading. Because you know me, like even for basketball, like I'm a huge stats guy, but they can be extremely misleading. I hate when he brings up stats. That's next podcast, though. You guys are going to like that one. It's going to be a very passionate podcast. Yeah. Okay. I got to get this back on track. Yeah. So you're going to have to fast forward. Yeah, this. I'm going to fast forward. So pretty much I'm just saying, like, <laughs> with all these, like, stats, like, they'll tell you things. Everything's misleading. Going back to where I was saying, I traveled and just me seeing what was going on in my environment, in a separate environment where I'm analyzing everything differently. I understood that that wasn't the field for me. Yeah. And I stopped going to that program. Like probably I probably saved a lot of money. I saved actually <laughs> like $30,000. <000. laughs> and what's, what's more important than money, because I was going to say this later. I know I keep saying the word money. I'm doing it on purpose because that's what this podcast is about. I'm probably going to name it just money, money, money caps, money. Like, <laughs> all capitals. But anyways, um, What's more important than him saving money is now he's doing something that he actually enjoys. And I feel like that's the most underrated thing of all time. And anybody who's watching this podcast who feels like they're stuck in a place where they can't do anything different. I know I'm not a credible source, but I'm telling you right now, leave that thing and do what you love. I did it. And although I was struggling when I did it at first... I'm so happy with my life and how it's turned out. And I don't think like if I was in business school right now, I would have graduated two years ago. 
I would probably just be at home doing what I'm doing right now. So I would have wasted four years of money mm-hmm. to do what I, I did when I only wasted a semester of money. If you can and you're younger, I know it's hard to challenge your parents when you're, what, 17, 18, coming yeah, out of high school. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's your life and you have to live your life the way that fits you best. Um, living your life for somebody else is never a good idea, whether that's in a relationship and you're compromising to a partner, whether that's your parents, whether that's yeah. to money, Anybody. doing a job to make more money. Um, there's always ways to make money. Um, I was talking to my dad earlier um, and let's say he makes $3,000. I mean, he pays $3,000 in rent. Him buying a house where the uh, that has two units, for anybody that doesn't know, that means there's a spot for him to live and another family, say, on top. Um, and he lives on the first two floor, uh, the basement and the first floor, and they live on the second floor. So let's just say that was an option in the, and the, the mortgage was $4,000. And he charges them $2,000 in rent. Now he's actually making $1,000 extra in income. And I know he's still paying $2,000 in rent, but he was paying $3,000. Mm-hmm. And the idea of saving money is a very underrated thing to actually make money. This year in in quarantine, I made way less money than me going to work, but I've saved so much more money because I didn't go out. I didn't buy things I didn't need. And I focused on investing my money. Um, so let's say I used to make $3,000 a month. I would spend all 3000 of it because I knew next month I was, I was making 3000 mm-hmm. This year, I was like, every single dollar that comes in, it's either paying off my credit card, which is always paid off, but like paying it off. And then after that, I was going to put that money aside and just save it. And even though I'm making way less than that amount, I'm making more money. And it's You're not about that. more money, yeah. Yeah, it's not about how much money your job title creates. Because you can make $1,000 a month and spend that $1,000. But you can make $200 a month and spend $100 a month. Mm-hmm. And, and you're making your more... Net, your net profit's yeah. higher. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You're making more money off your savings than they're making off their total expenditures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's something that a lot of people don't understand. And if that doesn't make sense to you... um you should probably rewind it and listen to it a couple of times because yeah. it didn't make sense to me the first time I learned it. How can, how can, there's a lot of YouTube videos of people saying how I got this for free. And it says that they're paying money for the thing in the video, but they're actually saving money in different areas that it's actually looking like it. Like, for example, if let's say he had a three unit apartment and the mortgage was four thousand. He was renting it out to one person for two thousand, another person for one thousand. He could technically say he's living there for free because he was paying three thousand, and now he's only paying one thousand. Yeah. So he's actually making two thousand dollars. That's technically living there for free. If I know it's not actually, but technically, technically he's making money to live there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If compared to his old situation, he's actually making money, and I don't know. That's something that I aspire to have. Yeah. It's really underrated. I think another thing that ties into this topic really well that also doesn't get talked about a lot is there's like um 
this unspoken race to achieve something at certain ages. Oh man, yeah, okay. I continue, but I'm I'm gonna tell the story after this. Because realistically, like me and Marcus are twenty three. You're twenty. Twenty. Like me and Marcus are expected to have what? Okay, we're twenty three, so university to degree looking for like that job that we're going to stay for at the next 40 years, yeah. <laughs> which Imagine. I would never do. Are you create 40 years in the place? Yeah. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. If I didn't make it, I didn't spend 40 years there. <laughs> Facts. But like, yeah, you, like we're supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be looking to start like a family. Like, get, you know, you get a girlfriend, blah, I had blah, to turn blah. this guy down. Cause he was too loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're starting families you're like these all these things that you're supposed to do and it's like okay by like 27 you're supposed to be like close to figuring out and by 30 if you don't have it figured out you're behind everybody else and it's like nah like yeah if you chase your dreams you know you might not make it till 30 you might not make it till 40 and i know like that hurts to hear for a lot of people but if you make it at 40 if you live like let's say two people one person or two people they live to 80 years old one person took till 40 to get to where they wanted to be but they live 40 years in absolute bliss doing exactly what they wanted to do doing things how they wanted to do it and then there was a guy who oh yeah he made it at 25 he had it all figured out but he spent the next 60 60 some years doing what he didn't want to do yeah and then who, who, like, let's be real. Who do we think has regrets in that situation? Not the guy who made it at 40. The guy who made it at 40, when you make it, you don't look back and say, oh, man, I didn't have this at 25. You're like, man, 25, I was grinding. 30, I was grinding. 35, I was grinding. And now I'm here. Facts. And but, you're proud of that. Yeah. Like, it's not a race. Like, life's not a race. Mm-hmm. It's not who makes it where first. People be like, oh, this person has a college degree at 16 years old. Yeah, but they also have like social ineptitude because they never went through socializing with people their age. They were ostracized from university because everyone's 20 something years old and they can't drink with them or anything. They can't have a party. They can't. They're losing out on so much of life to achieve something that might might not even help them realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like where this is like race and like. I don't I, like for me. That's my my whole thing. Like, stop racing against other people's like these goals or like, oh, this person's doing this or like this person's doing. I need to do this. Like, no, you need to do what's best for you. Can I and can I, I tell a story? Okay, go, ben, go You go I was first. Just, I was just gonna say. I think now that race is always to do with getting a degree or getting or going to school. It's always that. But why is it like our education system the most important thing? realistically our education system doesn't teach you how to live life it teaches you these skills that are kind of like sort of touching on on how to live your life properly but like really what are you going to do with like a math degree like you know what's you know what's crazy to me i feel like education teaches you how to work for somebody else yeah i remember you told me this yeah but like Like, think, think about it from public school you're taught how to stay sane from nine to five Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. taught how to follow instructions extremely well. Mm-hmm. You're never taught how to think. Like 
What's a W though? Before before we trash teachers, because I like trashing teachers <laughs> on this podcast. Shout out my sister, and my dad. They're both they're both. Well, my dad's a principal. My sister's a teacher. Um, that that aside, um, on ter- uh, the TDSB just passed a thing where in math class is now mandatory to teach financial literacy, oh, which is a W. Yeah, I wish they had that for me because I, I would have loved it. Yeah. Um, there's so but, many people who come into so much money just out of the blue and have no idea what to do with it and spend it in the snap of fingers. Facts. Because they just have no idea what to do. Uh, a random stat that we'll touch on later because I'm going to forget it. And if, if I don't say it now, I'm going to forget it. I think it was, it's a certain percentage of divorces are because of money, which one most it's one third. One third. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Um, now I want to tell my story that I've... Okay. So, shout out my cousin because I love her. But basically, in the house I live in, it's me and my stepfamily. So, at the beginning, I, there was nine of us. And I'm the second oldest child. So, let's just keep all that in mind. Um, I was already out of... Um, I at this point I already dropped out of university. Um, yeah, so basically, my sister moved out. She's the oldest. My stepsister moved out. She's the second oldest. Um, ben lives with my dad. He so he technically moved out of my house in my cousin's eyes. Um, my stepbrother moved out. Uh, <laughs> what is he? He's he's younger than Ben. And then my actual brother goes to prep school now. So in my cousin's eyes, he also moved out. And my cousin looked at me and she said, are you broke? Why don't you move out? (laughs) And I was like, I was like, damn, like, that's rude. Like, how are you just going to look me in my face and ask me, am I broke? And I was like, I'd actually think not to be cocky, but I think I have more money than all of the people that moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably do. You probably That's how do, it works, yeah. though. Like they're yeah. they're but, working to pay their rent at this point. But, I don't care. But, but like, <laughs> well, you did. Well, you didn't move out. Yeah, I moved <laughs> out. But, okay, yeah. In her eyes, she moved out. But this is what a lot of people don't understand. They, obviously, it's amazing you moved out of your your family's house. The way I see it is, when I move out, I'm buying a house. Yeah. Mm. I want to buy a house right now. I'm actually talking to a couple of people to join up and buy a house with them. Cause um, anyways, that's beside the fact um, the way I see it is like, say I make a thousand dollars a month and rent is $600. If I'm living at home, I don't have rent. So I'm, if me and my sister both make a thousand dollars a month, she's making 400 and I'm making a thousand cause she yeah. has to pay for mm-hmm. rent. Yeah. Which, again. It's the savings that make you money. Yeah. Because yeah. your net, the net at the end of the day, mm. you're just even way if higher. she makes more you're, than you. You cut out expenses. It, you, you're even still saving she, more. Even if she made $1,500 a month and I made 1000 <laughs> yeah. she's making less because her rent is 600 And that math is something, because people don't learn a lot of financial stuff in school, they don't understand that. But like, Financial literacy is very important to learn. That's why I wanted to have this conversation about money. Mm. Um, it's not to brag to, about anything because I'm broke. I'm trying to be a millionaire. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? 
we we always talk about this. We move like probably some of the brokest people. <laughs> I know. But then how many times are we talking about like invest like I'm not gonna say you're like personally what investment plans we're talking about, but we have plans where like in a few years we'll be making much more than the people who have jobs that we can't get because we don't have a degree. But we're moving broke because like then the, you kind of got to do that. Yep. Like, and the thing is, a lot of people like to move rich when they're broke. But me, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'd rather flex. have be have like a little bit of more savings and move broke because yeah. mm-hmm. I actually have that money. I don't want like I I can't lie. I have a a couple like like I have an expensive ass coat. But mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, I'm not buying a Gucci belt. All this all yeah. this stuff just cause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna take this. I work at a at a liquor store, right? So people will come in and buy the most expensive stuff for absolutely no reason. Like you could get something that's the same for much cheaper, but people do it just because it's the thing that they think people want to see. The biggest thing is Hennessy. Hennessy, yeah. bro. No, I've never, never heard someone, one person I've never that heard someone Hennessy. say, I like Hennessy. <laughs> but they sell the hell out of that yeah. shit. That's, it tastes like wood chips. Like that, yo, that shit, I've like, when people say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm about to drink that honey," I'm like, "Have fun," because <laughs> I there are some people who do actually appreciate the taste, but a lot of the times you're buying Hennessy Bro. to just drink the whole bottle Bro. in one night. Honestly. Like somebody bought 29 bottles of Hennessy from me. Yeah, like that was two thousand dollars <laughs> on Hennessy in Bro. one spend, like on one card. And I was like, "What are you gonna do with all this Hennessy?" And he said his answer was, "It's probably gonna be gone in three days." What kind of, what kind of, like, how, why are you moving like that? Like, yeah, that's, he that's. Pays, he pays for things via Hennessy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe his financial situation is completely different, but that shouldn't even matter. Saving is saving. Yeah. No matter how much money it is. I think. But. It, like, I think. It, it, I guess, I guess how much money you have does impact that because you can buy more expensive things and it doesn't make as much of a difference. But. In the end, saving is still saving. Yeah, I think. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are like best friends. They go to like McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. they really? they actually enjoy. Have you ever McDonald's. have you ever seen uh, that meme of um? Guess what? It's it's a picture of Warren Buffett and Bill Gates courtside at a at a basketball game, and it says, "Guess what these people do?" And in the comments, everybody, "Oh, these people are broke, blah." <laughs> Those are two of the richest people in the world. That's what I say. Like number two and number because, three or four. Because yeah, I think he's wearing khakis and like Bro, a flannel Bill, shirt Bill, or something. Yeah. Have you seen like that picture? The, yeah, they look yeah, like, they well, look quote, like unquote, they're quote unquote broke. bummy outfits. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. People, but it's just how many people? How many people have you ever heard say this statement? I don't eat McDonald's because like that's the broke people shit. <laughs> I, I heard people say that. It's like I'm heard. too good for McDonald's. <laughs> I, they got they get like a full time. He's, he's job. not even talking about like he's he's low key talking about girls. <laughs> he just didn't want to say it. He just like he's talking about if you take a girl to McDonald's, which I I haven't personally done. I, like I've never done it, but like yo, Warren Buffett, if Warren Buffett's gonna be McDonald's. <laughs> yo, like as a, as a the thing is, McDonald's actually has its moments. So like. I can't. Not, I'm not gonna take a girl on a first date. Like, yeah, but like if you're if you're getting some ice cream, like or like you, or <laughs> like you've what? known the person for 20 years, yeah. you know, like 
And Ew, let's hit a McDonald's one yeah. time. You know, yeah, like just for old times. You know those fries are blessed. <laughs> <laughs> the nuggets. Are you crazy? You can't slap. really eat anything at McDonald's. It's just the pies. <laughs> but like, they slap. But like, just imagine how that that's a status thing for for people who don't have money and for the people who do have money can find a way to appreciate it because they don't need to go to a five-star restaurant, have caviar that, like, fish eggs. Yeah. That they might not even like. Mm-hmm. Like, some people just acquire the taste because that's high class. Yeah, that's the thing. Adding on to that, like, people buy the most expensive thing because it's the image that yeah. comes with it. Like, you don't even, like, if you appreciate the thing, get it. By all means, spend your yeah. money on it. But if you don't appreciate it, why are you going to do it? Facts. I don't, that's... Like, doing something and for status? the thing is, uh, I feel like it has to have use to you. Like, for... There's another thing I wanted to talk about in a bit, and I, I'll after I say this point, I guess we can go to it because we're already an hour in. Jeez. Well, 52 minutes because you know money is a, a goaded topic. Yeah, money's about to be. Can two you hours believe Ben talking. didn't think he would have anything to say today? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I knew Ben was gonna have stuff to right. say. I knew that too. But um, but um, what's it called? Fuck. What, what were we just saying? <laughs> we were talking about oh, um, like that. For, for example, my coat. I hate the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a big ass coat that makes me feel nice so I can get my ass out of the house when I need to in the snow. Mm-hmm. So it's something that has value to you. I feel like if you're going to spend money on something, at least make it useful to your life mm-hmm. or at least hold value to you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I can't get it cheap. I could have got a cheaper coat, mm-hmm. but like, I was trying to flex, you know, <laughs> I was in my bag, you know, but it's at least something that I use all the, like every time I go outside in the winter, I'm not going to wear a next coat. I'm wearing that coat every single time yeah. I go out. You know what I mean? So at least mm-hmm. I'm using my money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I did the same thing. We were talking about this before, how like when we were younger, like we got one pair of shoes a year and they were like 30 and they bucks. Were- Beats. From, <laughs> from Ray, from Ray, from the Ray, shoes from, from Ray, bro. <laughs> Ray my from dad, my dad used to take us to Dixie Outlet Mall, <laughs> have his boy come up. Yeah. He was murked, <laughs> but he would come up. Yo, these three shoes, I can hook you up on them. And man's would come. It was one pair of New Balances, <laughs> one pair of like some dirty old Adidas, and the next pair of dirty Nikes. And we would just be like, "Bro, yeah. you can't even give us these shoes." <laughs> some, like some those are your old But like, so, that be like with that. Now, yes, I do spend some money on shoes. But that's, I think that's filling like a hole from when I was a kid because I couldn't get this when I was younger. Now I'm like, okay, I can't get this for myself. I'm going to do it. But I actually appreciate it. I wear all of my shoes. I don't yeah, just, see, that's I don't the just thing let them I was sit on my shelf. right about to say. The one thing I hate the most about black men, <laughs> stop buying shoes to dead stock them. That shit's old as <laughs> lame as fuck, bro. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing dudes with a 40 pair shoe collection and they're all the, in the same box. beaters unless, every unless you're like PJ Tucker and you can actually afford to hold yeah. them. PJ Tucker still wears all of his shoes in bro, game. Bro, in game. PJ Tucker, yeah, he'll pull out some like they only made he 10 wore, pairs of them. Yeah. He'll pull them out of the game yeah. to miss like corner threes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, not- so that's next week. That's next week. He wore what? He wore like 
fear of gods in yeah. game. Oh those yeah, like he doesn't. He doesn't. What, how much are those? Like four thousand, something like that. Know that stuff. Hold on, I'm gonna search it up right now. One that he had that were like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, but like that's what the thing. Like, stop spending four thousand dollars a year on shoes to not wear them, or like if you wear them once and they crease. Then you're like, ah, oh, shit, they went from like a thousand I paid to like 500. <laughs> yeah. But I made my 500 back. Yeah, you're at a net loss for shoes. Like, what the hell are you yeah. doing? And you didn't wear them. You, you didn't even enjoy them. You wore them one time. Like, what? That shit is so lame. I, what I never understood is how some people have multiple pairs of the same shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only, there's one time I had multiple pairs of the same shoe is because I bought $100 Hirachis that I beat the yeah. Oh, I did the same. I did the same and then thing. once I, I was like, all right, these have too many holes in them. I bought the same shoe. I still have both pairs because if I'm going to go in the backyard and play ball, like, I don't care. I'll wear like some beat up shoes because yeah. it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the only way I'm having the same shoe. Right, I have this. I have the exact same, just different colorway Air Max 95s. I beat one up because I just wore one to work. And then the other one, they're beat up too, because like they're my beater shoes outside. <laughs> but like, I'll be damned if I bought the same pair of shoes to like wear once exclusively and dead stock. Yeah, them. like but people that, do that. That shit don't make no sense. Sometimes they do appreciate in value, yeah. and in those sometimes like one like, percent yeah. like, of cases, that's the they part appreciate that, in value. Like people like buy shoes and like they almost like think like oh it's it could be like you know it's kind of like investment. buying a stock yeah mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. that's like buying a car <laughs> did you know a stock goes up seven percent on average per year yeah your shoe's not going up seven shoes go down like ten thousand percent for every time <laughs> like you buying put a the car. <laughs> oh my car is gonna appreciate it yeah, value. hell no that shit's going down i guess it's not the same as a car at least a car can do something for you like because, like, if you're using the car, the car only depreciates in value what once you, mean you do something with it. You're walking in the shoe. <laughs> but that's the point. If you dead stock them, they can still lower in price. Damn, that's yeah. tough. Because, like, if you dead stock them and they re-release them, mm-hmm. they already go down in price because there's more of them. That's tough. It depends. If they changed it, though, if they changed, like, the newer version. Oh, like, yeah. like, you can buy Jordan 1s that came out in 85. Right. And those will be way more expensive than the yeah. ones that came in in 2015. Yeah. So okay, like, I've, okay, because one one has 45, yeah, and the so other like, has 23. But nobody has the Jordan ones that came out in 85. Obviously. Because they're so because when back in 85, nobody was collecting shoes. Yeah. Like you back buy you buy Jordan wore, ones. They bought them and they wore them. Not even, not even <laughs> they weren't even called Jordan ones. You buy Air Jordans <laughs> to play basketball. In. Exactly. So everybody's. They beat 1985 them up. Jordans <laughs> are so are beat. beat up. Listen Yo, to Jay Cole. Imagine, <laughs> imagine somebody wearing Kobe's on the road. <laughs> I will roast them so quick. Every time I see somebody wear LeBron's on the road, I'm just saying, nah. A riff. Run <laughs> <laughs> it still. But LeBron. I want to switch this a bit. Um, for you guys, what what do you find cooler? Um. Or what would you rather do? Not cooler. Um, spending money on things that you enjoy or experiences. For me, definitely experiences. I don't. I don't really like getting like presents. Yeah. Like I. <laughs> like I. I detest getting presents. Yeah, I feel like all three of us. This is gonna be a sweep. I thought it was gonna <laughs> be a little bit blessed, but like that. Nah. I I hate getting presents. Like. 
and also also giving presents like i'd rather like take somebody on like a road trip or something and have like like a crazy experience rather than like buy them well every time i get you guys presents it's always like to go somewhere yeah Mm. it's like Uh we went to ray shremmer for your birthday for your guys first concert ray and all three of us loved ray shremmer at that time so like that was a lit a a lit concert concert. (laughs) but yeah um i actually um had this convo with my dad same same time we went to go get food when ben wasn't invited um (laughs) and i i asked what I told him like when I have kids they're not getting no Christmas presents (laughs) and like well I'm gonna give them one present from Santa wink wink (laughs) but yeah they're getting that that one present whatever they want but instead of the money that everybody wastes because we we said last episode how people just buy things because it's Christmas season or it's on sale because it's boxing day it has a red sticker so we said people do that, but I'm going to take that same amount of money and put it in a, in a savings account for my kids. So when they turn 18, they get a lump sum of money and they can do whatever their passion is. Because first of all, I'm not going to be the parent that says, you have to go to school. But I didn't even go to school. Yeah. I There's a lot of parents that don't go to school that make their kids go to school, which I don't understand. Both my parents went to university, but like I know there's a lot of parents that did not go to school that make their kids go to school. And that does not make any sense to me, but actually, I'll I'll argue that one. For them, a lot of it it'll be they didn't go to school and they weren't successful, so they correlate that their lack of success with their lack of education. But that's also a lack of drive, also. But like I said, like the correlation causation is not equal. It's not like there are plenty of people. It's because yeah, it's because they think oh, if I went to school, I would have been rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which rather is not guaranteed. If I worked harder and did something I actually enjoyed yeah. rather than working part time. I would have made it. You yeah. can say the exact same thing. So it's like it's it's empty. So you can't say that that is the reason, but that is the, the argument that they would That make. makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, like I said, I'd rather save all that money, have a lump sum to give to my kid when they're 18 and ask them if they are happy that I didn't get them Christmas presents when they were five. Because mm-hmm. like, how many times... Say say I was five and I got a present. I don't even remember what I got when I was five. Hmm. Like how many how many times do you use a present for longer than a year? I don't right. even remember one. Because most times you get a present, it's not even something that you really want unless it's, you t- yeah. outright told that person, "I want this," yeah. and that's not even really a present at that point. That's asking somebody to buy you something. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The present thing is kind of weird. I even I saw a great like a little Instagram post story of a guy who, for his daughter's thirteenth birthday, got her a house. So essentially, from the day she was born, he was like saving, yeah, towards like making like the payment on the house, and then like he did it for I guess thirteen years is how long it took, and I'm like, imagine that present. She can't even use it for yeah. at least, you know, maybe 10 years even, really. But you know what? You know but, what's even... Cre- okay, continue, man. Yeah. I but, like, just in 10 life. years, that gift will mean more than anything he could have ever given her. It could have meant, like, if she wanted a Barbie doll house, well, yeah, you, you would have played with it, for, like you said, for, like, a year. And then mm-hmm. you would have been like, well, there's a new one out. I don't care about this. <laughs> exactly. Or, like, oh, 
Barbie's whack now. Like we now we playing with brats. <laughs> like, but like for me, I don't. I've never. For me, like the present thing is weird because like if I want something, I'm gonna get it myself. Same. So there's nothing you could gift me that I wouldn't have gotten for myself. Or I, if I didn't get it, I don't want it that bad. Just being real. Facts. So like, there's no present, like actual gift that you can give me that like, I'll be like, I appreciate the thought. That's Mm -hmm. what I like. I'll, I'll be thankful for the gift because you thought to give me a gift, Mm -hmm. but there's no present that'll like actually satisfy me. And like, and it's, it's, it's also kind of awkward. Like, like you said, like, if I didn't get it for myself, I don't want it that bad. So it's like, that person expects you to be amped. Yeah. <laughs> you know what but I mean? That's the thing. Like, that's why I said it's hard for me to actually be excited because I'm like, I thank you for giving me, like, I I'm, truly I'm appreciate I'm grateful. It. Yeah. yeah. But like, but I can't I be excited because really like, I don't even mm-hmm. really want this. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, cool. This is the new iPhone. Yeah. Like, nice. <laughs> like, if I <laughs> wanted you. it, I'd yeah. have it. <laughs> And I think for me, there's definitely something that's really like fulfilling of buying yourself something that you actually like. Yes, that's actually the point I was about to make too. If I got something from somebody, I might not even, I actually, it's not even, I might not. Psychologically, I won't appreciate it as much because when I'm using that thing and I think about the days I grinded to buy it, I appreciate it because I'm like, it's more fun because it's like, it's not only like I'm having fun, but I had, I'm having fun. And I went like through the gutter to get this shit too. So you're like having twice the fun. You're like, yeah. This is random, but like it's like when you cook your own meal, it hits yeah. different. Yeah. Cause like you made that you worked yeah. to make that Bro, meal yeah. and now it's just hitting different. You sat there, you looked at it the whole process. Yeah. You're like, damn, I can't wait for Chef this shit. To exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then you when you're there, you're like, yo, you eat that shit right after you make it. You're like, yeah. dog, this is, yo, this shit hits. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but if someone makes a meal for you, you're like, damn, like, yo, there's a meal. Like, thank, great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a shit. <laughs> it's there. It's food. Ben, you remember back in the day when I when I used to tell you guys, I'm not allowed to make, like, we used to have the frozen Minute, ma- yeah. minute Maid juice. <laughs> I used to said, tell them, you can, you can say it. You can he say. said, he's not allowed to make juice because he makes it too good. <laughs> 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 I had to make the juice. Every my mom would be like, "Marcus, can you make the juice?" Um, I would go to bed. And I can't make it this time. Still, you have to make it. It's too good. If I make it, it's a treat. Every time it worked, they would make the juice every single time. I was just chilling at the table. My mom would be like, "Can you said Nah, I said the table too good. <laughs> you gotta set the table, Ben." <laughs> Because if I said it, then you know, the standard just goes high. And then when you got to say it, they're just yeah, finessing you. <laughs> I was finessing from young. I can't lie. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, that brings me to another point of the old man's farts. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen to this. Listen to this. We had this caramel fudge sauce like for Sundays yeah. in our fridge. I, that shit must have been expired, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but for basically, sure. one day we had Sundays, right? Yeah. So after, there was a whole bottle. And me and Ben would just like pause, but we would just <laughs> squirt it in our mouth. And <laughs> Matthew, Matthew would come. He'd be like, 
can I have some? And we were like, nah, it tastes like old man's farts. <laughs> and he would never eat it because he's like, yo, that's nasty. Just in the bottle. And Matthew's just there like, bro, you these guys are guys. tripping. <laughs> yeah. That was jokes. That's like back in the day when I used to play um, NBA Live 2005. And this guy's controller would be off and we'd be doing the dunk contest and he's spamming buttons. <laughs> and I'd just be like, oh, you snapped. And then I'd just look away and start playing by myself. Yeah. I'm um, nice at that game now. I'll beat you in the dunk contest. <laughs> well, you still have the GameCube. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, yeah. Well, back to the topic. <laughs> Experiences. Yeah, I definitely say yeah, I told you we were going to bring it to pop culture. Yeah, yeah. But that's not really pop culture. GameCube. GameCube. Oh, next gen. Cost money. Oh, this is interesting. Um, I don't know how much you're into gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Okay. And this was like for me. Actually, this could go across a lot of things. He's about to ask himself a question. (laughs) I'm joking. I know, right? I do that a lot. But it'll be like. In my, I'm like you're just seeing what's in my head, like how, what I think about all day. But would you rather? And it's like a pop culture question because it goes to like iPhones. It goes to like iPhone, like quote unquote iPhone versus Android. Is it linked to money? It is. Okay, bet. It's like quote unquote I, iPhones versus Androids, quote unquote like Xbox versus PlayStation. Would you rather spend more money for a better better product you're unfamiliar with, or something that you are familiar or or no, you spend less money on a product that's better, but you're unfamiliar with, and spend more on something you're familiar with, and have a very like strong emotional connection to. Well, I feel like <clears throat> for iPhone, it's a neck that everybody buys them. I have an iPhone. I know. I mm-hmm. understand. It's a neck. My computer is Apple. I know. I pay a premium on all my stuff. Um, for me, it's the convenience of like the similar interface on all the things like I could pull up my text mm-hmm. and we just went through my text on the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, that's, that's a benefit of Apple. When it gets to gaming though, um, what I would say is all my friends had PS4. You were the only person, what was it? Three years ago that was on Xbox mm-hmm. and everybody else was on PS4. So I feel like for gaming systems, whichever one your community is on, you should be on. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I see that at least. Mm. And I was like, um, because it's an interesting topic for me. It's like um in tech and spending money in tech, because this is always an int- an interesting topic because it's hard to tell people how to spend money in tech because it can be very difficult for people who <laughs> aren't very like technological savvy. Yeah, like I know a lot of people who love the iPhone. Yeah. I personally wouldn't get one. Yeah. Not to say that they're bad or anything. I just personally don't want one. I have a MacBook. Yeah. We have a Mac desktop at my house. I don't use it though because like, I don't need to have my MacBook. But that was convenient for what I was doing at that time. Yeah. It cost more than another product I could have bought. But it was the best for what I needed. So I was I was willing to spend the money on that. Which is like usually if you spend more, you get the better product. That was the case where yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of cases where I can't tell someone that spending more money on something that's worse isn't valid because 
I can understand that for some people, a phone is so foreign to them that having like too much available to you can be like sensory overload. And I think that's what I've noticed with like um, software, which is like, it's like, it's a software topic, but it goes back to like simple, simplistic works is so sells so well. Yeah. It's timeless. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you go on an iPhone, like you can pick it up. Like if you pick up any phone, like we're in the 21st century, it's 2020. Yeah. You pick up any phone, you could like figure out how to use it in like mm-hmm. five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's like little intric- intricacies and I see, I've asked people who, I know a lot of people use iPhones. I've asked them, like, what specific things do you like? Even um, recently, Laura, um, she, I got her using Google Maps, and she used to use Apple Maps. And Apple Maps are complete Apple Maps trash. is trash. And, like, <laughs> when I still use it. Show that to Apple Maps. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, but, like, I'm like, oh, try Google Maps. And then it's, like, um, the Switch, like, there were little things that even though, like, maybe the overall app could be better, it was worse by experience. Yeah. So uh, what I will say though, in tech is a weird thing. Business in general is a weird thing because I remember my uncle was telling me, "R.I.P." Um, he was telling me that he made a chip, and it was for computers, and he tried to sell it for like the price that it should be sold at, and no one would buy it. And then after he raised the price like ten times higher. And it's sold like that. And it's it's a weird thing that people have that like when they think of price, they think it just is better no matter what. Mm-hmm. And like you can brand something. I think it was you that was always telling me um there's one company that buys like medicines. Yeah, Pfizer. Oh, it's Pfizer's the number one that does it, but a lot of pharmaceuticals do it in America. Yeah, and they just buy a company that makes like uh like say say you wanted to get vitamin C, they would buy a vitamin C that's cheap and just up the marketing, and keep the product the exact same and sell it for more. Mm. And it's just like that's crazy. And that's a very that business model works really well right now. Mm. A lot of companies just like if you're big enough, buying another company and just well, raising the price. It's kind of similar to I don't don't take me on a date to McDonald's. Yeah. Take me to keg. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, or even a great one, diamonds. Fun fact: um, diamonds made in a lab are actually more physically perfect than a diamond you'd mine. Same so way. technically, it's better. Mm-hmm. But the, if you ever told someone that you got them a lab-made <laughs> diamond, they'd laugh in your face. SI diamonds. Uh, the thing, the thing, um, the thing about um diamonds in general is it like if you put diamonds on a watch your watch already goes down in price which is crazy yeah did you guys even know that no i had no idea like all those people like um with their iced out paddocks <laughs> to say it like graham stefan you guys both saw that video but but yeah so once if you have have a uh, Patek, that's how you actually say it. Philippe Patek or Patek Philippe, I don't know. Whatever it is. If you have a, a Patek, um, basically, and you put diamonds on it, the value goes down like like you drove a car off a lot. Like it goes down drastically, which is crazy because everybody has that. Mm-hmm. But people don't know about money. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the same with like t-shirts. Like you buy a white t-shirt from a designer brand. Oh yeah. Or you buy a t white t-shirt from Walmart. It's the same thing. Same t-shirt. Comes same from the cotton. same manufacturer. Both came Bags. from Malaysia. <laughs> and then they just up the price Bags. by putting like a little Gucci logo or a Polo logo in. Sometimes it's not even a logo on the thing. It's the fucking tag. The tag. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a plain white t-shirt. You can buy it for two dollars, or you can buy it for two hundred dollars. Sometimes it will have a rip in it, <laughs> right? Like distress, like, like the buying the distress, distress look. Co- I, I don't understand yo. that. Like yo, you gotta pay to be home. Shout out Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> That's the king of distress. But like, did you guys bro, see have that you commercial? seen his new have shoes? You, or the space nah. boots? I'm about to pull those out. Have you have you seen the on this on the topic of Kanye? Have you seen his um? Latest fashion show, nah. where his daughter was singing. She yeah, was what? Oh, those. Slip yeah, I've on seen those. I've seen those. Those are expensive. Bro, I'm about to pull up stock they X look on like those. Clogs. They, right? Yeah, it's literally like yo. Imagine paying like. What you mean Crocs? Nah, clogs. Those, the fuck is a clog? The Dutch <laughs> like shoes the that shoes. they'd wear. Google clogs. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be, you'll be like, they're wooden shoes. <laughs> oh, like the things that look like moccasins. Like Dutch, yeah, <laughs> it said Dutch there. Oh, Dutch clogs. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. That shit looks rough. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is his a hard or soft material? No, his is soft material. Okay, that's what I thought. But like, so it would be kind of more like Crocs. It would, yeah, but like, Crocs. it's like a mix of foot. like, yeah. But these are like ugly, like yeah. bulky shoes. Yeah, but look at the price. Look at the price on those. <laughs> 691 yeah, is dang. the last sale on StockX for size 10. I just ima- imagine paying, like, imagine being so much of a hype beast. You bought designer Crocs. <laughs> Money. I don't know. And then people are about to dead stock them too. They're going to hang up the other wall. <laughs> I got them. We're near the end. Do you want to talk about that article or leave it for the next day? Okay, so like I'll go into it a little bit. This probably this probably gonna be the last thing of the podcast. Yeah. By the way, if you guys made it this far, if you're on YouTube, please like, subscribe. If you're on Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please follow us. It really helps us and to build the brand. Yes, sir. Go on, Osa. <laughs> All right. So when we like uh, discuss this topic. It, it went back to actually this funny Vox, going back to Vox. Um, they made like a little documentary and they were speaking on the wealth disparity in uh, America, specifically between white people and black people and what like um, aspects that could be issues. And because it was a topic of wealth, I'm like, hey, like this is great. Uh, so and it, it, it's like a little in-depth topic and it, it goes like quite extensive in the history. But just to like make a long story short. Then I think post the Civil War, they had made um the governors in the South, they had kind of pretty much met with black people and like um because they're freed now they weren't slaves anymore they were yeah. like it was like right right around the emancipation period they're like what do you um the, the com- black community need what do they need to help like jumpstart their freedom so that like they aren't dependent on the state they could be like independent people of their own. And like the black leaders came and said, we need land so we could like, you know, we could have housing, we could have farming, we could like, 
create other we could create opportunities for ourselves so the governor granted it i think it was like um at first it was twenty five thousand acres of land it eventually turned to like or it was like yeah like 25 like it went to like 40 something million acres of land and because and this is why i always say like the whole confederate thing like anyone who really thinks the confederacy isn't based around ownership of slavery or anything that doesn't have to do with disc- discrimination like really check up on the history because it's really disparaging against that but this topic went to the confederacy people were very unhappy with land that they used to quote unquote own as a independent state of america being given out to people who they considered lower class citizen slaves so they went around threatening like they went with guns they'd go to their houses they'd kick them out of the houses they'd take like they these people had invested in farming they were getting like loans from the government to start farms and like do things for themselves yeah. they were kicked off the property they didn't have anywhere to go now now like their house got taken by um some confederate white person and it's like we have nothing then these houses get passed on and then then there was like some very unsettling law so like if you were a black person and you owned housing from that time period you were uneligible for a lot of modern day like benef- benefits which i'll get into a bit later but essentially the people who were white who got that land back didn't have these like um restrictions on them which was um one was like disaster insurance you're not entitled to it if you're a parent so why Hurricane Trichina was so devastating was there was $165 million in damage insurance paid for by the U.S. government that couldn't be claimed solely because a lot of the people who had the houses there were inheritance. Wow. So just because you got something, like it doesn't, you're not protected even if you're paying for it? No. So like because because it was like an act, like pretty much that was like the asterisk. If you got your house from this act back in the day like you're not protected essentially like there was no benefit to owning that home except for you had a home that's a fun run run through your family and but if if someone bought that house from you and because they're not an inheritance to that house they would automatically receive those benefits though though ethically obviously what they did is unethical but like I guess it's the legal thing, but like ethically, if they're going to do that, I feel like they should say that if your house was inherited and we're not going to pay you, if there's a disaster, you can't get home insurance from us. Mm-hmm. That would be like the ethical thing to do. The problem with the problem with it was like the lawmaking was just unethical to start with, because if you were a white inheritance, like I said, you were perfectly fine. It didn't. Ha- it didn't even have to do anything to do with being an inheritance of the property, because well, in the law it said a black inheritance. No, in the law it specifically spoke to people who inherited their property through the that emancipation act. that act. Oh, so it was. It could only. But how are you gonna? How are you gonna say you're not gonna cover a man because of this, but still make them pay? Mm. That's this is another thing about money. People have to read contracts. Like, mm. also, this is something to go about taxpayers, and these people are all taxpayers. Yeah, they're paying their property taxes. They're paying yep. all the taxes, and they're still not covered. Yep. 
legally. That's... And to say that, like, these people who are taxpaying citizens don't deserve the same rights as other taxpaying citizens because of something that happened in 1870-something seems, like, very, like, legally disingenuous. And, like, it's it goes back to we never really hold the government accountable. Mm-hmm. Because imagine, like, this is still a law. Yeah. And no one has said anything about it. For all, the, like, this is, like, the the election where it's like the racist versus the quote unquote savior. Yeah. And I've never heard this topic brought up. And this is one of the greatest points on the disparity of black wealth and um, black wealth and a wealth of other races in America where being, being a black homeowner in America could be a disadvantage if you inherited it. Then they already stripped a lot of other people who did inherit it. So then those people had nothing. So those people for generations have been renting. So they have no ownership of anything. So they lost out. The people who kept inheritance property, they lost out. And like on all fronts, you lost out. And we already talked about how damaging rent can be because you could be making more money than somebody who isn't renting, but you're actually losing money. Exactly. Because the, the thing is, if you own a house and your mortgage is more than somebody who's renting, you're actually making more money than them because at the end of the day, when you finish paying off that mortgage, the house is yours. You can sell it. Yeah. You own it. When the pra- Rather than when you're done renting, yeah, you, you, you just you have, have to nothing. move to another spot yeah. because you don't have anything. The house may have appreciated $100,000. You don't yeah. see a dime of it. And you end up, even if your rent is the same as somebody else's mortgage, you're paying that for the same amount. And, and then for nothing, yeah, like for so no you, benefit further on. One that's, person ends up with a couple hundred thousand dollars, and the other person yeah. ends up with absolutely with, nothing. With a new house that they that's, have to pay for that yeah. they don't get to keep. That's what I tried to tell my cousin, but she called me broke. <laughs> <laughs> and the the funny thing is, like right now, if my parents allow me to, I would want to buy a house and rent it out to somebody. For that exact reason, that they can pay my mortgage oh, yeah. while mm. I'm living at home for free. Yeah. yeah. That's that would be a goal. Obviously, if they kick me out, I'll live in that house myself. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, that would be my ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Cause like, pay. How, imagine you get a hundred thousand dollars because somebody else wanted to live in your house. Yeah. While you could live at home for free. Like, <laughs> it doesn't. Who's sound- saying no to that? Unless you have some crazy family problems which then I feel like bad I said, for you. If if you have family problems obviously I see why some people move yeah. out but but, but even even from- then you could do what I was talking about the duplex. Yeah. At least you're saving a bit of money at the same time. Yeah. You're actually making money because you're you're not paying the full mortgage. Yeah. So you're actually making money while you're doing it. Because like- their rent is they're not paying you're paying the full say the mortgage is four thousand, you're paying that, but they're paying you two thousand dollars. Yeah. So you're making money. A lot of people don't don't understand that. They don't see how that's making money. They yeah. they just see you're paying two thousand dollars. Right. And they're like, oh well, that's great rent. Like the, that's one of the is if there was an oxymoron like of the century, it'd be great rent. Yeah. Because like, no matter how cheap it is, you always lose. Yep. Yeah. Like there are some spots where it could be it could be amazing. Like if you get a great price and then you own a different property and you're renting that out. Oh yeah. By all means, I would say do that because that's kind of like you can still be making thing. money. Like if you rent a place out where it's like um you're renting it for like three thousand, you pay two thousand mortgage, and your place you're renting for a thousand, you 
pretty you're, much you're breaking even. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're breaking even. So like you're actually doing well. Yeah. Yep. But if it's not, you're every single time you pay rent, you're chipping away your net worth with mm-hmm. no positive benefit. Mm-hmm. And I can't lie. I know you guys are tired of this because <laughs> a lot of people hate getting lectured about their money. But if you made it this far, I know you enjoyed it. So please follow us, like, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm Ben. I'm Nosa. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys for this hour and a half. Let's get it. We're out unless they have something that they want to say. Hey. I just want to say shout out to the YouTube video for cutting off like 20 minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. I don't know how long ago it was. It's all good. It was after like an hour 18 or something like that. Shout out for the people who will take our words for us trying to show that we want what's best for everybody. Everyone, yeah. only you know what's best for you. And just you know, just go for that. No yeah. one else can tell you otherwise. I don't care how much you love them. If they love you, they'll like realize like you, you'll know what's best for you. Facts. That's what I said earlier. Like if there's a passion that you want to pursue pursue it if there's a dream that you want to dream go get it dream it Mm -hmm. like there's nothing more pleasing in your life that you can do Mm -hmm. if there's a girl that you want to date say hi if there's a school you want to go to apply they can't even see me i'm in my bag though but like 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 we said in i think it was the first episode that like if you have the drive to do something you will become successful at it honestly it doesn't like who knows how long it'll take it might take till you're 40 it may take till you're 50 do you guys know who two chains is i guess you can't answer yes or no (laughs) yeah well i heard you yeah okay yeah you know who two chains is two chains started rapping when he was 20 in a group called dtp for ludicrous and his name was titty boy but no one knows that now he was 28 and he made a song no lie with drake and everybody knows that song yeah everybody knows the song well i don't know if everybody knows that song but spend it i'm right around i'm getting i'm right around i'm getting it's my I spend it. It's my. I, <laughs> I spend. Everybody yeah. knows that song, but that's when he was 28. He was doing eight years of the hard work that no one remembers. And who knows? He probably not living in the best situation. Some people probably called him broke. He though. was trapping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he was he doing was, by any means. Yeah. Not that I condone trapping, because there's a ton of things that you can do that are way better than that. And if you ask people who do that, they hate it. Mm. So. They might be living blessed, but they hate it. Go listen to 03 Adolescence by J. Cole, and you will not want to trap. I don't know if you know that song. No song. I might have to play it after the, Bro, the podcast. I know that album by heart. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> like we said, no to self. Every, oh, yeah. We, we all know that. Okay, but now it's actually a minute. I mean, yeah. an hour 30, so I'm going to so, have to wrap this up. Let's go. It's been a pleasure. Right. Deuces. <laughs>